Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at iccativapod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So, as you can notice, things look a little bit different. OBS, which is what I usually do to record these, what I usually use to record these videos, has, has in the last couple of days, has ceased to work on my computer. I've uninstalled and I've reinstalled OBS like at least two or three times um, in the last few days, and... I've gotten no dice. It's just been sort of a black screen. So I've had to sort of be nimble and try to use a, try to look for another program. And I'm using this other streaming app called XSplit or whatever it's called. And as you can see, my layout looks a bit different than what you're accustomed to, but we're still going to adapt and make it do what it do. So, um, so today's episode, I'm going to talk a bit about, um, medical marijuana cardholders seeking relief in Arkansas's weed deserts. But, um, back to sort of the, the new app I'm using right now. So the problem is I'm using the free version of the app. And because of that, I can't, I can't really control the quality. I can't, I can't, I can only use, uh, certain settings. Before I have to pay us, before I have to pay them money for the full license. So the quality and the sound isn't going to be as good, sadly. But this brings me to my next point. Um, if you want me to be able to afford to buy new software to be able to continue doing these videos at the quality that you're accustomed to, you can become a Patreon at the link above and you can also support us on PayPal at paypal.me slash podcast. And the money, any money that I receive would be greatly appreciated and would be used to reinvest back into the podcast, including having a full license of XSplit to be able to record videos at the quality and, and at the quality that you guys are accustomed to. So without further ado, we're going to get to the episode. 
medical marijuana card holder seeking relief in Arkansas's weed deserts. So as you know, Arkansas's um, dispensaries, their MMJ dispensaries, just opened this year. And they they have sort of did it in a way where they divide the state up into several zones and they limit how many licenses can be can can exist statewide and each zone depending on its population as i understand it gets a certain allotment of dispensaries i think they're supposed to get 32 in total for the whole state um i mean i don't think i don't think arkansas's population to my knowledge you know what let's look that up I don't think their population is more than like 4 million Arkansas population. Let's Google that right now. 3.014 million. Yeah, so it's not even, it's under 4 million. But I still think that only having 32 is not going to be enough. You know, a lot of these restrict and limit reefer madness and culture warring politicians think that this is an evil that they have to restrict and limit. So as a result, they were, you know, they're, they're more strict with the allotment of licenses where liquor licenses in most states are given out willy nilly. And it's a much more dangerous substance. You know, there's no medical alcohol, but there's medical marijuana. But you're having these politicians restrict its access anyways. But anyway, excuse me, let's get to the episode. Okay, so this was written by Rebecca Hall. December 23rd, so today, 2019. Arkansas has 14 operating medical marijuana dispensaries, most of which have opened in the more densely populated areas of the state. Northwest Arkansas Zone 1 is the only zone in the state in which all four dispensaries are open. None of the four dispensaries licensed to operate in Southwest Arkansas Zone 8 have opened. For medical marijuana card open holders in those areas, the cost of a visit to the nearest dispensary can add up quickly. In addition to the price of gas and cannabis products, the trip can require a full day of travel, which can mean a day of work missed missed, or a day spent recuperating from the physical demands of the journey. Without convenient access to a dispensary, some card holders must weigh the benefit of pain relief with the cost of securing it. So to see this, this whole restricted limit and only have X amount of licenses for, for a medicine, this would never fly. There wouldn't be any state saying, oh, we have to restrict and limit the amount of CVS stores we have because, or the amount of Rite Aid or whatever pharmacies in your state or locality. That would never fly, you know, it would never fly for any other medicine. You know, I live walking distance of my pharmacy, but that's because we prioritize all the other, all the other more dangerous pharmaceuticals and say people should have access to them and agree as a society that they should. And, you know, it'd be, it'd be ludicrous to restrict and limit CVSs. Oh, we have to restrict the amount of CVS stores because someone might refill. So, because we might have people refilling their dangerous opioid prescriptions that we don't happen to like. And because we don't happen to like opioids, we, or because they can buy syringes that they're a CVS, we have to restrict and limit access so they're not going and shooting up meth or heroin. You know, again, that would be looked at as crazy. 
but for this medicine, it isn't because of reefer madness. Debbie, 61, lives in East Camden in Zone 8, about 70 miles from Native Green Wellness Dispensary in Hensley or Suite 443 and Green Springs Medical in Hot Springs. Debbie describes the 140-mile round trip to a dispensary as an inconvenience and exhausting. Some buyers interviewed for this article asked to be identified by first name only. I don't understand why the people in South Arkansas have to suffer the inconvenience, Debbie said. It's time the Medical Marijuana Commission suspend and reissue permits for the ones not interested in opening a dispensary or those who bit off more than they can chew. You can't put pain on hold, exactly. Debbie, who lives on fixed income, got her card in August, and she tries to stock up on medical marijuana when she visits a dispensary to make it worth the drive, knowing I may not come back for a while. Debbie said her doctor supports her medical marijuana use as a tool to help her off the opioid she takes. While Debbie said she wants to stress that she doesn't experience relief from medical, from using wants to stress that she does experience relief from using medical marijuana. Such relief is difficult to come by. I can't imagine the effects of it if I used it regularly. God's plant heals. This is way overdue. In December, Bloom Medicinals in Texarkana got alcohol beverage control approval to open. It is waiting on the state to approve its employees' licenses. A member of the Bloom Medicinals staff said the dispensary hoped to open in late December, which would make it the first dispensary to open in Zone 8. All of the 32 of the state's licensed dispensaries must renew their licenses by the end of June 2020. The Medicinal Marijuana Commission requires a newer paperwork to be submitted 30 day, 60 days excuse me, in advance of that deadline. Scott Hardin, Communications Director of the Arkansas Department of Finance and Administration, said that from April to June, the DFA anticipates the commission will closely review the renewal documents from those occasions not yet serving patients. Ultimately, if these dispensaries are not open by June, the five members of the Medical Marijuana Commission must consider the factors presented and make a determination on whether renewal is approved, Hardin said. At a Medical Marijuana Commission meeting October 23rd, ABC Director Dora Lee Chandler said that while the commission does not have the ability to revoke dispensary licenses, ABC does. At the time, Chandler said that ABC was in the process of drafting rules for revoking licenses and hoped to have them approved and in place by January. The commission will meet on January 14th, but until then, Hardin said, there is not currently a rule in place addressing action against unopened dispensaries in this time frame. Melissa Flutz, executive director of the Drug Policy Education Group, an Arkansas nonprofit that advocates for medical marijuana users and marijuana policy, said that even when all 32 dispensaries in the state are open, patients will still have limited access to medical marijuana. A problem Flutz attributes to the way Arkansas Medical Marijuana Amendment regulates the maximum number of dispensaries. When you only allow 40 dispensaries in an entire state, when other states have two or three and four times that, there's no way it can serve 
enough of the people. Exactly. Flutz said, even once all 40 of them get licensed and, op- and get opened, they're still going to be patients or are going to have to drive in excess of an hour to get their medication. And that's a problem. We have, so in Massachusetts, we have over twice what, what, what um, Arkansas's population is at almost 7 million. We only have about 56, I want to say, 53, 53 to 56 the last time I checked. I have one about, I want to say, 25 minutes from where I live. And and usually I, I, I can go to that one. But, you know, sometimes they don't always have the strains I want. And then the next one is, and then I have another one that's about, I want to say, 25 or so minutes, about 50 minutes round trip. And, but they don't always have, they, they, they're, but with that one, their prices are not as good and their discounts for my circumstances are not as good and are not as beneficial to me. So I don't go to that one. And then the other, the, the, the other one that I have, um, they do sort of have the specials I, I, I need and that's about 25 minutes away. But again, I, I, that leaves me with only two in my immediate area. And that's not enough. It's sometimes between those two, I don't have enough medicine to choose from. And as I've been saying that I've, I've been getting so discontent with the system that I've just been using, I've just been using my, I've just been using main caregivers, but I, I, I'm lucky I have that privilege in Massachusetts and in, in the Northeast with, with main accepting out of state cards. But not everyone is in that position, you know? And some people, some people have it worse where they have to drive 30, 40, 50 minutes to a dispensary, even though we have 56. Like it's, it's not enough, you know? Our, our state legalized it in 2012 and there are only 56 flipping dispensaries. And I'm having to drive an hour round trip to get medicine where CVS, I could walk. I can walk 10 minutes to CVS and I can drive there and get there in five minutes. And depending on the line it can be done in five minutes. And it's, it's a 20 minute, it's a 10 or let's say it's a 15 to 20 minute ordeal in total. But with, with medical marijuana, because of reefer madness, I have to drive an hour round trip to get medicine. And if there's a line, it's going to be even longer than that. These this restricting and limiting sort of ways that these amendments or these initiatives are written or just the state's overall incompetence is in Massachusetts case. We don't have a limit on the dispensaries you can have for medical, but, you know, we have but there's a requirement with vertical integration, which, you know, locks out all but the richest people collected connected to millions of dollars. So with vertical integration, you're having it's only rich outfits can can set up shop and that that effectively restricts and limits access without having a hard cap. But yeah, I just want to sort of tie this back to my experiences. The state constitution allows for up to 40 dispensaries, but the Medical Marijuana Commission has initially only approved 32 to open. Let's sponsor the Arkansas Medical Cannabis Act or Issue 7, the competing medical marijuana legislation that the Arkansas Supreme Court removed from the ballot October 20. Wow, that is cruel. So there was an even better one, but the better one got removed by, I'm going to guess, a a far right wing Supreme Court that wanted to restrict and limit access to cannabis. 
you know, but again, I mean, cannabis reefer madness is a bipartisan sport. I mean, I live in a state that's ostensibly blue and our, our leaders have the same disdain for cannabis. You know, um, when we passed our adult use initiative, after we passed it, after the voters decided, they went and they went in a lame duck session and then restricted, you know, and then hiked up the tax rate and then put um, and also delayed legal legal dispensaries implementation. And they did a bunch of other meddling, too. So, again, I mean, meddling is a meddling and reefer madness is a bipartisan sport. I'm not going to sing out just one party, even though one might might statistically be worse on the issue. All right, let's continue. So the the Arkansas Supreme Court removed from the ballot on October 27, 2016, ahead of the November 26th election in which voters passed the Arkansas Medical Marijuana Amendment, now Amendment 98, to the Arkansas Constitution. Under Flood's proposed act, medical marijuana cardholders living at least 20 miles from a dispensary would ha- have been permitted to grow their own marijuana plants. Oh, so this real American clause. I've I've called it a real American clause on 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 previous episodes where because because um Arizona has a similar law and I think Nevada does too. Um Arizona in their case of medical, they don't have adult use and Nevada in the case of adult use where if you live within 20 minutes of a dispensary, you can grow your own. Guess who's likely to live more than 20 minutes away from a dispensary? People in rural areas. And, you know, in this country, in political discourse, we fetishize people who we fetishize people in rural areas and we give their votes more weight in, in regards to the electoral college. And it's like, oh, what about the heartland? What about the heartland? What about the heartland? You know, um, the the whole electoral college sort of puts the small states at an advantage. But again, I'm getting in the weeds here. But again, the real American clause says is like it's basically, oh, well, the real Americans are rural people and they get to they get to do whatever the heck they want with their property and land, including grow marijuana. But you suburbanites and city slickers. They, they don't they, they don't know what a days of hard work is you can't grow your own because you don't you live in the city you're city slicker you're suburbanite so you're not a real american like us farmers and us people with with land and and farms you know that's that's kind of what's implied by having that in my in in my um outside opinion so let's continue Arkansas Medical Marijuana Amendment now 98 Amendment 98 to the Arkansas Constitution under Flutz proposed act. Okay, so they would be permitted to grow. Flutz said that this provision was important for two reasons: to ensure cardholders had access to medical marijuana and to act as a tripwire for the state. The way our legislation was written was that by if by November of 2017 there was not a dispensary within 20 miles of you, you can grow your own. Flutz said. So, consequently, if they did not get the program up and going, everyone would be able to grow, which is an incentive to make the state actually get off their tails and do what they are told to do by the people, rather than waiting two and a half years. Arkansas's first dispensary, Suite 443, opened in Hot Springs in May of 2019, nearly three and a half years 
no, nearly three years, excuse me, after the amendment. So I know what, so Arkansas folks, I know what it's like to have to wait three years for dispensaries. In Massachusetts, we had to wait, we passed the law November 2012, and then the first dispensary did not open until June 2015. So again, I, I know exact, although I wasn't a patient at that time, you know, there was news about the delays and, you know, I, I didn't have coworkers who were patients who were like, oh, it's finally going to open. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what it's like for, I know what it's like to have to experience us having to wait a long time for our lawmakers and our officials to drag their feet on, on, on cannabis. So, I mean, it's happened in my state, both on the recreational and medical side. Annette, 41, got her medical marijuana card in February of 2019 and has yet to use it. She lives in Newport, about an hour drive of the NEA Full Spectrum, which opened December 10th, the first dispensary to open in Northeast Arkansas Zone 3. Before the opening of NEA Full Spectrum, any and all dispensaries near Annette were over an hour and a half away. Annette said she has degenerative disc disease and has previously been prescribed hydrocodone. She now takes gabapentin, a drug used to treat nerve pain, and said she can't function on it. I'm so drunk and drowsy. I watched my mom for years take hydrocodone, oxycodone, morphine, get shots in the back when she was addicted to pills, Annette said. I refuse to go that route. Annette receives social security disability insurance benefits so her income is limited see this is what hurts me the most man when situations like this after spending 250 for an evaluation for a medical marijuana card and 50 dollars for the card itself she hoped a dispensary would open near her within the year but so far she's been unable to make a trip so that's money i've lost and wasted annette said the whole program is a joke i feel your pain her card expires in february when she will have to pay a 50 dollar fee to get it renewed Greenlight dispensary in helena is the only dispensary in the state that offers delivery of medical marijuana straight to card holders homes and if this works anything like how it works in my state i'm guessing they're not they're not going to deliver an eighth an eighth to somebody if they're going to deliver. They're probably going to have a hundred or hundred and fifty dollar minimum that a person's going to have to meet. And for people on fixed incomes or on social security or social security disability, that's too much money. That's too much money to spend a month, you know, and that's just that's just one order. I mean, Depending on a person's medical needs, you may need to make multiple orders in a month. And if you're on fixed income, that's that's a tough sell. And, you know, I'm not on fixed income, but I don't make I don't make a huge amount of money. And I, I've never paid for delivery in the Massachusetts medical dispensaries because of because of that sort of restraint. I'm not going to I'm not going to blow a minimum of 150 that I don't have just because there's a minimum. I'd rather just go without or use cbd or whatever or or again use a use or again um buy for my caregiver I, i'm better off going that route than having paying that much paying money i don't got to meet a minimum for delivery so i'm i'm guessing that's that's the case in arkansas too i'm, I'm i'd imagine 
Greenlight Dispensary in Helena is the only state one in the state that offers delivery of medical marijuana straight to the cardholders' homes. Greenlight, which began delivering medical cannabis in August, is the only dispensary in Southeast Arkansas Zone 7. According to Greenlight's website, cardholders can place orders for delivery online with a debit card only. The dispensary delivers to local cardholders in the Helena, West Helena area from Monday through Thursday. I told you, I didn't even have to read it. Okay, the minimum order for local card holders is 20 and the local fee. All right, that isn't that that bad. That isn't that that bad for local if if you're a local holder. That isn't that that bad. In my state it's 100 it's 100 and 100 to 150 for most places. The dispensary's extended delivery area is organized by zip code for 13 Arkansas cities. Orders from Marina and West Memphis are delivered on Mondays only with a minimum or there we go. Boom. With a minimum order ranging from 75 to 150 bucks and delivery fees ranging from 10 to 29. Deliveries to Paragold Gould occur only on Tuesdays with a minimum order of 125 bucks and a delivery fee of $35. Orders from Jonesboro are delivered only on Wednesdays with a minimum order of a hundred bucks and a $29 delivery fee. No extended area deliveries are made on Thursdays and Fridays. On Saturdays, Greenlight employees are busy delivering to all 26 of Little Rock's of Little Rock's zip codes with a minimum order of 150 bucks. Dang, son. But yeah, that's 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 how much it is in my state. And then there's a delivery fee added too, and a $39. So you have to spend a so you have to blow a minimum of almost 200 bucks just for medicine. Imagine going to CVS and and the pharmacist saying we're not gonna fill you. We're not going to fill the prescriptions you have because you haven't met the minimum order. Imagine that. Like, that wouldn't be deemed acceptable in any state. Alex Wall, a manager at Greenlight, said the dispensary delivery service has received a phenomenal response from card holders. Card holders that can afford that. Everyone's, everybody's loving it. They can afford it. Emphasis mine. And it makes ordering really easy. Well said. We have a lot of patients who are not able to make it here and visit us on the regular, so it makes it easier. They place an order once a week, and we come to their doorstep. So these are people with good, good-paying jobs and a lot of money that are probably doing this. Because again, that's that's a car note, man, just for one one del- one delivery. And if you have, depending on your tolerance and your medical needs, you're having to do multiple ones of that. So two hundred times four is eight hundred. Like who has that kind of money? Wall added that the dispensary is always looking to expand its delivery area, but is now focused on helping those patients that need us and are constantly placing orders. Green Springs Medical Dispensary in Hot Springs opened May 12, the second dispensary to open the state. Since then, it has sold more than more pounds of medical marijuana than any other dispensary. As of December 16, Green Springs Medical had sold over 950 pounds of marijuana. Dragon Vistic, CEO of Green Springs Medical, said the dispensary is interested in delivering medical marijuana products to its customers, but it's now using its resources to serve 
the 350 card holders who visit the store every day. Vincic said that the Green Springs Dispensary tried delivering just to card holders who live within 15 mile radius from the dispensary, but to devote the resources to continue to do that and help customers in person became very difficult to do. Vincic said offering delivery is also difficult because of the hurdles dispensaries are required to jump through by the ABC. One of the rules for the dispensary requires that two drivers must be in each delivery vehicle, one to bring the product inside to the card holder and one to remain in the vehicle to guard other medical marijuana product. Visek said this rule really isn't fair considering that pharmacies deliver a lot more value in pharmaceuticals than medical marijuana and they don't have to go through that kind of stuff and have the type of security that ABC is requesting. Bingo. Agreed. Bethany, 31, lives 30 miles south of Fort Smith with her daughter who has special needs. Bethany says she receives disability benefits and is on limited income. She received her medical marijuana card in June and said she tries to visit a dispensary once every two weeks. She lives in West Central Arkansas Zone 4 where 420 Dispensary in Russellville opened December 17 and Fort Cannabis Co. in Fort Smith opened December 18. Before the dispensaries opened, she said she had to travel either to the Relief Center in Bentonville or Green Springs, Green Springs Medical in Hot Springs, each one-way drive about two hours from her own. She, she loses a full day each time she goes. When she does visit a dispensary, Bethany said she could not afford to get much, so she still depends on her pain medicines for at least two weeks out of the month. Bethany is a single mother and a full-time student at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Good for her. And she said that medications she was prescribed for severe back pain were making it hard to go to school and do things with her daughter. She received her medical marijuana card. Bethany, she said, has been able to make a dynamic decrease in the amount of pain medications she's taking, some of which she hasn't refilled since May. Having my medical card has slowly given me my life back. I just wish it was more affordable. So do many of us around the country. I feel that if I can afford enough medical marijuana to replace my medications, I'd be completely off them. Matt Thomas, who lives in El Dorado, Zone 8, where he works as a lawyer, he must drive at least two hours one way, yikes, to either Native Green Wellness in Hensley or Green Springs Medical in Hot Springs to buy medical marijuana. He received his medical marijuana card in February to treat a number of conditions, including pariasis, pariatic arthritis, ulcerative colitis, and fibromyalgia, and said before using medical cannabis, he was taking 18 pills a day, including opioids, as well as pills to treat the side effects of the medications I was taking. Since receiving his card, Thomas said he's found great relief. With medical marijuana, I've gotten my life back into control, Thomas said. Even the chronic fatigue I can treat with a sativa strain when I lose steam and indica strain when I need to go to, to sleep so my treatment can be customized from day to day. Thomas said he visits the dispensary weekly, but added, even for me, the cost is getting out of hand. While pricing for medical marijuana pro products is determined by individual dispensary, Dispensaries are limited, limited to the medical marijuana flower products that are grown and processed in the state's three operating cultivating facilities. Bold team cultivation, cotton plant, 
Osage Creek Cultivation in Berryville, and Natural State Medicinals in Whitehall. Chandler, director of ABC, has told the Medical Marijuana Commission that the two unopened cultivation facilities, Natural State Wellness and Delta Medicinal Cannabis, both in Newport, expect to begin fully operating at the beginning of the year. At a meeting November 20th, Chandler said one of the two unopened facilities has been partially approved to begin operating, meaning it's been approved to start growing plants, while construction on other parts of the facility is finalized. DFA spokesman Hardin said that medical marijuana card holders who live in parts of the state without dispensaries contact the agency more frequently about the status of unopened dispensaries. He said that the DFA responds by telling people that Amendment 98, Arkansas's medical marijuana amendment, does not include a date by which the dispensaries must be operational. So that's that's something that people putting dispensaries on the, you know, people putting measures on the ballot should keep mu- mind of. They should, they should like like we went over in our episode with uh, John Payne of New Approach earlier in the year. They said they put they baked into the constitutional amendment that the dispensaries have to open at a very specific time and that the licenses must be granted at a specific time and the state is legally bound to do it. But again, I'm I'm sure in the previous I'm sure in the amendment that got that got slapped down by the state Supreme Court before November of 2016, I'm sure it had way more protections and way more assurances and that's what that's why that's why they couldn't allow it to be voted on by the voters due to this the pace at which dispense the pace at which these dispensaries are developed and open for business is totally at the discretion of their owners hardin said abc enforcement agents continue to check in with owners requesting status updates while issuing a reminder that the company was licensed to serve patients as of december 13th 2019, the Arkansas Department of Health has approved 31,655 medical marijuana ID cards. C.J. Mingus, Mingues, 32, lives in Searcy, said he received his medical marijuana card in August. He visited a dispensary twice since then. Native Green Wellness in Hensley and Fiddler's Green, I love these names, in Mountain Home, and the hot springs dispensaries are each over an hour away from him. He said he's usually either too busy to make the trip or doesn't have the money. I, I know that feel. I've been there. Miguel Minguez said he has de- degenerative, degenerative disc disease, so his spine is slowly deteriorating. And he doesn't like taking pain medica- medication because he fears getting addicted and he doesn't like how pain pills zombify you where you can't function properly. Degenerative disc disease is a pain that will never go away. I've got I've got it the rest of my life, Minguez said. It'll only get worse. So the last thing I want to do is sleep the rest of my life. Instead, Minguez uses medical marijuana to relax his muscles, including a sativa strain that keeps him alert and helps him function through the day. But during the interim between dispensary visits, I basically suffer in silence, Minguez said. I've dealt with this pain for years, so I'm quite used to suffering. So here are how the zones are laid out. 32 zones. 
I'm gonna read all of these. But that's a lot that's not open. If you scroll, let's just do this once over. All right, end of article. So this is what reefer badness and lawmakers and officials that are antagonistic towards cannabis does. You have law-abiding citizens who can't access the medicine or can't afford to access their medicine or don't have the time to make the drive and are, as a result, having their quality of life being compromised over the actions and inactions of their lawmakers. Again, reefer madness is not a victim, victimless crime. All these sort of, all these sort of stories, like if the, these, these politicians read these stories and they don't care because they rather enact their own agenda. It's like that in my state. It's like that in a lot of states with, with cannabis because of 70, 80 years of reefer madness. Again, we, I would say millennials, boomers, Gen X, and maybe if maybe some of the older zoomers need re-education camp like we've all been brainwashed myself included just 30 years old i'm a kid of dare and i'm a kid of um wally and the no gang so and and after school specials when you know they used to be on tv in the 90s you know i think they i think that i mean i don't think they really do them as much anymore you know, since the nineties, I think, I think that was like the last decade you had these sort of preachy after school specials, you know, anyone over the age of 30 knows exactly what I'm referring to. But, um, again, you, that's why we have to step up. That's how we, that's why we have to be politically active. And again, I don't got patience for wallflowers. You know, I, again, if you want better laws, you want dispensaries to open quicker. We have to continue putting pressures on our elected officials officials because they work for us and not the other way around and that must never be lost on them but too often i feel that that's the case and that's why it's important we have to step up and write and, and make our discontent known and again if you if you're not making if you're not trying to make the laws better where you live then again unsubscribe to this podcast because you can't do cannabis without without being active and without trying to trying to make the laws and the regulations and access available by not by not writing to your lawmakers or not or not not being active politically you cannot you cannot get better laws by just by just complaining and doing nothing period point blank so i don't have too much more to add as always i can be found on various different platforms such as spotify anchor stitcher itunes Google Play Store, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends, and peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor, you can do this by going to www.anchor, 
anchor.fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dogtreat20 tincture 20 40 percent sign off iso and 15 percent sign off cbd and you can use those codes to get a discount on various cbd products on their website and if you're looking to get inexpensive cbd flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in new england check out bostonhempire.com where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very very good price and I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL https colon slash slash shop dot Boston Hempire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland peace out and ciao